Hello, and welcome to Synity's first ever global virtual summit. A summit is by definition a forum for us to convene in order to dialogue and share regarding a common cause. For this summit, we have brought together industry leaders, experts, and practitioners to discuss the role of data in the context of business, hence our theme, where business and data converge. I am Leonard McGanza, Chief Customer Officer at Synity. At Synity, we solve complex data challenges in order to keep supply chains running, improve cash liquidity or margins, meet compliance demands, and more. We are pleased to showcase a group of industry and business leaders from Unilever, SAP, Sensing, and some of our own Synity experts to share and exchange their insights on data transformations, CDO perspectives, context computing, data management, why purpose matters, and even roundtables where you can help set the agenda. Hi, my name is Ellie Sordi from Synity, and I will be your concierge through the virtual summit. Welcome to your first session with Unilever, a company that needs no introduction. We are so pleased to begin our virtual summit with Rahul, the Executive VP of Digital Transformation at Unilever. In this session, we get a behind the scenes view of how Unilever, a digitally transformed enterprise, ensures the supply of their products around the globe, spanning over 190 countries, even during these uncertain times. Please make sure you submit your questions in the Q&A box at the bottom of your screen, and we will be sure to answer them. And to you, Rahul. Thank you for inviting me to share my experience and uh, perspectives on uh, digital transformation. Uh, before I jump in there, and you, uh, most of you will be familiar with Unilever, you will know us through uh, many of our brands, many famous brands like Ben & Jerry's, Lipton, uh, Dove, and many, many more. Uh, now, as you can imagine, as a global company, our landscape is very diverse. Uh, firstly, with the global footprint, uh, and equally in terms of the brands and the categories that we are present in. Uh, now, for over 120 years, we have uh, served people through our products, so there's a very rich legacy, uh, a lot of strength, uh, very widespread uh, presence. And in many ways, we have been over these years pioneers, innovators, and future makers in the area of CPG or fast moving consumer goods. Over two and a half billion people uh, use our products every day across the 400 plus brands and more than 190 countries. Now, the reason I say this is just to give you a sense of the diversity and the complexity uh, which we are talking about over here. Now, we've got a purpose as a company and our purpose is to make sustainable living commonplace. Uh, we sell everyday products to everyday people. Uh, to help them to live well uh, within the limits of the planet. Uh, and fundamentally, we operate with a multi-stakeholder model, thinking about all our stakeholders, whether it is our suppliers, whether it's our employees, whether it's our partners, uh, whether it's our shareholders. And of course, uh, this multi-stakeholder model is really at the core of what steers our decisions and shapes our actions. Now, in this context uh, and with what's happening in the world, particularly in the world of technology and how technology is changing lives, uh, digital transformation is a very key imperative. And we see that as a key imperative to winning in what we call the connected world. Now, we all know that technology is a uh, changing very rapidly. Uh, it is evolving very fast. Uh, and as an organization, we need to keep pace. And in doing so, we have to consistently assess. Uh, how do we raise all the boats together? Where do we see maximum benefits and leverage? How do we create value through technology and data? Before I jump into this, uh, just a common question which gets asked very often 
uh, how are we as Unilever responding to the COVID crisis? What are some of the priorities? How does technology, data, digital uh, fit into that context? And I'd like to uh, think of uh, five areas of focus that we have as a company and each of these, there is some impact or the other of uh, technology, digital and data. Uh, so the five areas of focus for our people, uh, supply, uh, demand, uh, communities, and of course, making sure that we are resilient and we are managing the business uh, uh, in, in a manner which is sustainable uh, from the perspective of ongoing operations. Just as an example, if I think of people, of course, safeguarding people uh, and their well-being is our number one priority, no question. But equally, making sure that we're able to allocate and reallocate resources flexibly, uh, this is something that has been powered largely through technology. Similarly, if you think of demand and the fact that you know we sell everyday products in everyday stores, a big change that has taken place during the course of the crisis is uh, the virtual boom of e-commerce uh, and the change in demand patterns, whether you see it in the context of channels or categories. Again, your data, digital and technology plays a very important role. No surprises then that when we think of supply, it's the same situation where on an agile basis, we have to manage our entire operation so that we are able to fulfill the demand that is taking place. Like I said, in some cases, uh, going much higher, uh, extremely uh, vibrant categories, uh, in certain cases, uh, very uh, vibrant channels as well. And lastly, when we think of communities, right from the early days of COVID, uh, we've been guided by our multi-stakeholder model that I mentioned earlier. And that includes our commitment to use our scale as a force for good and to ensure that we are supporting communities, both in countries as well as on a global basis uh, to support uh, uh, different uh, aspects of the communities during the course of this crisis. Now, in each of these areas, we are using technology, digital tools and data. Just again, as an example, uh, we use internally a tool called Flex Resourcing and Agile Working is basically a digital internal talent marketplace that matches employees who have some capacity uh, with opportunities to do something interesting and new types of work where there is a higher demand. Uh, so this kind of adaptability by redeploying teams from areas of low demand to areas that are seeing high demand, we've been able to unlock practically within a period of few weeks uh, and already over close to about 3,000 odd people have been redeployed in this kind of manner uh, approaching uh, Flex as the digital tool. Similarly, in supply chain analytics uh, and uh, different ways of operation planning, procurement, we've been able to develop new sources for thousands of materials. A lot of that has been enabled by data and technology. And the same way in the case of e-commerce, uh, basically creating new content and making sure that we're able to identify demand patterns, service them uh, through superior conversion marketing. Now, many of the trends that we have talked about or I mentioned now are going to accelerate and many of them are going to stay. Uh, one of them, for example, is clearly online shopping and online media consumption. And many of the others will have some short-term change. Uh, some of them will have lasting impact. So we take a step back even to the pre-crisis days and what is likely to be post-crisis. Uh, clearly, uh, data and technology will play a very important role in the transformation of an organization. Certainly for Unilever, equally I would say for any company. What are then the three most critical aspects of uh, digital transformation? And I get this uh, question very often. And I think it's fair to say that firstly, we have to see uh, all of this from the constructing of powering growth on one side uh, and therefore uh, having uh, growth uh, behind it. 
and similarly using it to save costs or drive efficiencies. And through growth as well as driving efficiencies or costs, we can see that these are two fundamental ways to create value uh, using technology and data. Now, any transformation and particularly digital transformation will have three nodal points. Uh, first of which is technology. Uh, quite obviously, in this case, uh, we are discussing technology and digital transformation. And therefore, that's absolutely important in lifting the table, adapting, adopting, embracing new technologies, bringing them to the business, uh, absolutely critical. However, it's really important, especially for organizations which have strong heritage, big legacy, a lot of history, uh, to re-engineer the processes to match up with the new technology. So this re-engineering of processes to keep in sync with technology is very important. And lastly, it is about people because uh, there is a large number of uh, people who are operating these processes, operating in the real world, and therefore to ensure that the people are transformed and that we're able to lift the table, whether it is in the form of culture or skills, is very important. But generally speaking, transforming along all these three vectors, technology, process, as well as people, and ideally in a very good balance, this is very, very critical. And more often than not, you will see that something goes off balance and the whole transformation slows down. So technology races too fast ahead, processes don't keep up, there's a problem. Processes change, but technology doesn't back it up, it is a problem. And both technology and process are very advanced, but the culture of the organization, the culture of the people, the skills don't keep pace. Again, there is a problem. So striking a balance on this triangle and lifting the entire triangle in its entirety uh, becomes a very important aspect. Now, beyond doubt, and this is not just a cliche, but consumers and customers uh, have to be at the heart of change and have to be a heart of uh, any business. In the context of digital transformation, it's not just the external consumer or the customer, but also our internal customers, especially when it comes to process engineering, driving cost inefficiencies out and making sure that we are actually fit uh, in terms of the operations. Now, very often a uh, common question that is asked is, you know, are you now a mobile first organization or a digital first organization? And the consistent response, which I have, and certainly many of our colleagues, uh, we all advocate is about being consumer first. Now, this is really important, particularly in a consumer goods organization, so that we don't get swayed by all the tool tech and the digital technologies, but stay focused on the fact that at the end of the day, our role is to make sure that we're serving our consumers and customers very well. Now, this is true for us as a consumer good business, but I would argue that this is true for all businesses. The second aspect is about data. And this is potentially a great fuel uh, for relationships, uh, for superior decision making and clearly the game changer in recent times. Now, I wouldn't use the cliche of data as a new oil simply because uh, of what uh, the oil markets have been uh, in recent uh, weeks. Uh, but conceptually, there is absolutely no doubt that data is powering a whole lot of transformation that's taking place, whether it is in the side of driving growth and understanding demand and serving consumers better, or it is on the side of driving efficiencies in a better manner. And of course, we've uh, discussed uh, briefly about culture and arguably this is the most difficult, uh, consumes the most time and attention. And in my experience, it requires maximum attention, especially from leaders. Now, uh, very clearly, uh, the one other important stakeholder where digital and technology is making a big difference is in the area of employees and people, right? Uh, we have uh, over 150,000 employees, like I said, spread across uh, hundreds of countries uh, that we're present in. 
uh, and this is of great interest because uh, like i mentioned at the beginning when we think of the triangle of technology process and people uh, culture people skills and therefore when we think of employees we have to think of leadership on one side and culture change uh, upskilling uh, current employees on the other uh, and the third dimension i would say is about injecting new talent and new energy into the system just if you look at our recruitment process as an example and where we've been able to uh, deploy technology and data we are now screening applications and running the processes very very differently we have over a million people applying each year uh, in several countries we are the employer of choice uh, absolutely number one and we rank alongside the very best uh, when it comes to that uh, we are using new tech ai uh, through various specialists and partners basically an online platform which now supports the preliminary screening so think of it like there's some kind of gamification through selection of tasks as game Uh, which tests the aptitude, logic, and reasoning of the applicants. Uh, we use algorithms to assess the suitability and move them into the next phase of the process, which is typically a video interview, which again uh, looks at uh, data and key points to determine whether the candidate is a likely or a good fit. And several thousands of hours of uh, manual interviewing time and assessing candidates has been saved. thanks to automation and analytics of this new screening system now more importantly this enhances the quality it removes the human bias and it enables uh, superior rec uh, recruitment another huge benefit is that we have been able to because of the fact that we've been able to do it this way we've democratized and made it far more even and enabled us uh, to reach out to many more uh, candidates to widen the pool overall pool from where we hire so there are many benefits which we've been able to bring to bear uh, if i just think of the recruitment process and what we've done in the same fashion uh, when i think of upskilling this is again very important especially for company like ours uh, which has a very diverse workforce very spread out and is multi generational in some ways i think most organizations are multi generational where we have some people who are entering as digital natives and uh, quite a few who have been there uh, for some time and are actually not digital natives so for us to run a massive scale digital learning program uh, through proprietary platforms like connected world as well as some others with multiple partners we're talking of over 2 million sessions uh, ensuring that again we are lifting the entire table of the organization uh, basically without digital and learning platforms uh, we would not be able to provide a smart and a fast way to develop and measure team, team skills Uh, and i say develop and measure because now thanks to technology and data we also have a very good view of where the skill sets lie what are the skill set gaps sort of a heat map which actually shows you know where we need to actually uh, spend time uh, uh, you know make some intervention so that we are able to change uh, the profile of skills of our people another big transformational uh, shift on the people side uh, that directly relates to digital transformation is on the way we work and we organize now across many parts of our operation uh, we have now adopted agile ways of working forming squads focused on clear goals uh, working in sprints this has become now common lexicon uh, where most organizations overestimate their capacity and all of us as leaders as organizations believe that culture change uh, we have the capacity to impact uh, we overestimate in many ways our capability and equally for the most part the underestimate the challenge uh, so this overestimation and underestimation paradox is 
uh, it applies definitely to culture change and arguably it applies to many other transformation areas as well but for the most part i think culture change is very important now we for us uh, as you can imagine it's a constant endeavor to make our culture more open more adaptive uh, more resilient more fast paced and more consumer centric and if i were to call out three behaviors uh, which are very important uh, for winning in the connected world we call them the connected for growth behaviors these are about collaboration empowerment and experimentation and for obvious reasons collaboration because uh, there is much more uh, skill capability and potential out there when we begin to collaborate especially with the external world equally ensuring that uh, internally there is a high level of collaboration i think the new world and the tech world uh, uh, requires uh, us to move fast and therefore to be able to empower uh, people down the line a greater degree of empowerment is now possible with sophisticated analytics more data and measurement and even as we are doing uh, collaboration and empowerment uh, the one area which is uh, super important especially when it comes to transforming the culture is the area of experimentation ability to move fast uh, ability to experiment take greater risks so these are the three some of the three areas actually there are many more uh, dimensions of culture but three call outs which i would say are important when we think of uh, digital transformation uh, one of the ambition that we've set is uh, for us to develop more direct relationships with over a billion consumers i remember i mentioned earlier that every day we touch about two and a half billion people one way or another through our products and what if we converted a billion of these relationships or a billion of these contact points into more direct relationships uh, we run a data driven marketing program a relationship marketing program and are building a fundamental capability we call it the unilever cloud capability it's now active in all major markets over 30 countries uh, similarly we've got uh, people data centers which we've now uh, got uh, implemented over the last uh, few years uh, these are again operational uh, in 30 countries spread across the world and effectively what they've been is a great source for insights uh, for tools for uh, really our ears to the ground on what is happening and high quality analytics uh, no surprises then that in a crisis like the current uh, situation uh, these have been extremely useful in detecting patterns and uh, trends and enabling dynamic responses uh, this is that uh, this is really the hub or uh, the core capability which powers analytics and engagement uh, center of excellence now these uh, inside data capabilities that i spoke about through whether it is data driven marketing or our people data centers are powering insights and communication and engagement uh, but also innovation as we begin to co-create products with consumers uh, so think of some of the fun ben and jerry flavors that you might have come across many of them are actually designed uh, with consumer participation and consumer participation in the nature of a much more extended uh, involvement and engagement from consumers beyond just sort of social listening or beyond uh, commenting or uh, giving inputs uh, and similarly, when we think of the front end and how we reach out to consumers now, whether it is programmatic trading, whether it is our own uh, proprietary trading desk, which we call Ultra, these are all capabilities which are fundamentally technology and data led. I'm just using these as few examples to bring to life some of the things that we're doing when we say technology and digital transformation. Now, naturally, we can do all of this, but in our business and for that matter, in most businesses, it's important that we have rich, engaging content. Uh, stuff that looks beautiful and that we can bring to life uh, for uh, our consumers. And here we've set up a capability which we call U Studios, which actually enables us to produce high.
high quality content at very agile, fast speed, snackable content and bring it to life uh, for our consumers. Now you think of all these, these are uh, basically uh, digital hubs. Uh, these are not just our internal employees, but in many cases also our partners. And in fact, in the connected world, partnership plays a very important role, uh, much more than it has ever been. Uh, for greater speed and collaboration, but most critically also so that we can leverage and harness the expertise that lies outside the organization. Now I want to reiterate the point on consumers at the center, and this is just uh, usually just a motherhood phrase, uh, but something that we strive uh, to bring to all decisions and experiences, uh, more recently using data rather than just our intuition and our past experiences. So do we understand the consumer journeys well? Are we delivering great experiences across key touch points? Are we measuring and optimizing? Is there continuous improvement? And data and tech are enabling more targeted marketing, deeper engagement and stronger connections uh, with our consumers. Uh, this is really about how we work with our retailers, this is how we work with our distribution partners and digital technologies data uh, is relevant over here as well, just as much as it is for consumers. In our case, there are many distributors, wholesalers, concessionaires, retail outlets. We're talking about millions of customer partners uh, whom we deal with on a daily basis. So we're not only dealing with a new digital media or a consumer landscape, but we're also dealing with a new retail landscape. We have e-commerce players, pure play, as well as uh, groceries, which are extending their presence into e-commerce, whether it is through walmart.com or tesco.com or sainsbury.com and many other partners. Now, this, of course, is a big change in the retail landscape. And as you can imagine, especially as more and more retail goes digital in one way or another, uh, digital uh, data technology is playing a very big role in how we're working with them. Now we're talking of, you know, over 25 million outlets or uh, different partners that we touch. And with the retail world changing very fast, uh, we have to recognize that the consumers no longer just shop in one place. They're using a variety of channels, both online and offline. So it's not only uh, the acceleration of e-commerce, if you think of the current crisis, it is also the resurgence of proximity channels, neighborhood stores, and therefore adopting a multi-channel approach, which understands the entire channel interface uh, becomes very important in our kind of context. Uh, and more or less, uh, I think all businesses now experience that when it comes to sales channels or business channels, now there is a multi-channel approach uh, and no longer is it about just servicing a particular type of channel. Now, what digital and technology enabled us to do is to uh, enhance the level of service to so superior service at lower cost uh, and indeed, uh, you know, better relationships with our customers. Again, uh, this is not something which is only on the customer end of the operations, but across the operations and supply chain, whether it's factories, logistics, uh, digital wiring enables efficiencies, cost benefits and faster response time. Uh, no surprises then that it enhances the level of service and the quality uh, of uh, what we do. Uh, so just uh, there are plenty of examples uh, in this across uh, our factories, our uh, vast supply chain, planning efficiencies. Uh, most importantly, this enables to take uh, uh, a different view of the entire operation and shift uh, decision making, shift uh, analysis, which becomes far more data driven uh, and uh, specific in terms of enhancing the quality of the entire operation. So in many ways, this sort of digital rewiring is a crucial part of changing the operational interface uh, when it comes to uh, transformation. Perhaps uh, the most frequently asked uh, question 
uh, and uh, something that all of us are tackling uh, when it comes to transformation, whether you are at the C-level executive or whether you are an um, operating uh, manager, these are some of the challenges which we always confront. I think the number one challenge uh, relates to prioritization and dynamic resource allocation. Particularly when it comes to the world of digital and technology, there are so many possibilities, especially when you think of a large enterprise. Uh, practically speaking, uh, you know, every day there is change, every day there is new stuff happening, all of them with very compelling narratives on how they benefit business. And what we have to do is we have to uh, constantly ensure that we remain grounded by the objectives, imperatives, and practicalities of running business, but anchored towards a vision which is about the future and where we want to go. Ensuring that we don't get carried away by the coolness because there's lots of it uh, and let in some ways the focus get derailed. But at the same time, being innovative, experimentative, being agile and improvising and pivoting. Now, this is easier said than done because in many ways you are managing these paradoxes. Uh, what is the biggest challenge in driving a transformational agenda, especially when it comes to this? It is this idea of prioritization and managing the complexity. Managing the competing asks, uh, you wish everything can be done, can be resourced, but it can't be. How then do you decide, uh, you know, what is the North Star? Uh, what's actually the guiding principles? How do you bring this uh, to take the organization with you? These are some of the important dimensions when you think of prioritization and this area of dynamic resource allocation. Uh, the second challenge uh, or issue relates to speed and stamina. And for sure, uh, when we think of transformation, one of the words that we talk about always, and I mention it very often as well, that speed is the new currency. Uh, being fast is very important. We talk of agility at length. Uh, sprints have become very common lexicon when we talk of uh, uh, companies and what they're doing. And we always talk about being fast. So there's one thing which you ask anybody, whether the leaders or uh, otherwise, uh, they would always say that, look, they wish they had been faster. They wish they had been faster. This is something that you would commonly hear. I think we need to be fast for sure in what we deliver and how we deliver. However, it's also important to be very methodical uh, in how we run the entire race. Uh, and particularly for an organization which is large size, uh, this needs to be well thought through uh, given the number of stakeholders and considerations. Uh, sometimes the diverse footprint is an important one. Sometimes it's just the uh, vast variety of uh, categories that you're presenting can be another. So consistency, pacing, uh, keeping up, uh, being resolute, all of these are very critical. And I would suggest that stamina is just as important as speed. Uh, very rarely do we talk enough about stamina. If you think of most places, you know, most of the stuff get talked about is about speed and sprints. Uh, but equally, I think it's important to keep stamina. The third uh, and uh, this gets interesting depending on the footprint or how the company operates. But uh, most big companies, global organizations uh, always face this. And that is really the idea of uh, global, local or global. Now, the dynamics between global and local, uh, diversity of the landscape, the consumer habits, cultural nuances, it's difficult to make sure that everyone is getting what they want. Now, this is a cold reality where the world is diverse and uh, while it has become flat, the reality is that there are local nuances which have been taken into account. So at times it is about a global intervention or a capability or an approach uh, which gives leverage of scale, which really makes sure uh, that uh, the entire organization is benefiting. And at times it is about very locally relevant solutions. 
uh, in the end it is about winning in the connected world and therefore to have an open mindset of uh, global for global local for local or as we call it internally global a uh, high impact and relevance rather than being either mindlessly global or hopelessly local i think it's really important that uh, especially for those in engaged in global transformation and global aspects uh, keep this in mind and uh, now there's no doubt that uh, uh, when you think of uh, what's happening change is a constant you heard that all the time uh, we all experience it every day uh, more so than ever things become more uncertain uh, and get more volatile uh, so th this is true in all its aspect especially when it comes to tech it is happening fast uh, and in some ways i think about it that just as one agenda item is delivered and you kind of feel that an objective is achieved or a milestone is crossed Uh, there is new advancement within the space and you have to start all over again uh, even if you don't start all over again you certainly uh, look at the next horizon and say you got to start uh, so you feel like you've conquered a mountain before you've taken a restful breath or a celebratory uh, moment uh, you look up and see another large mountain ahead and this journey continues now uh, absolutely important that uh, the mindset therefore when it comes to digital transformation certainly i try to embrace it and i encourage all my teams to embrace it all the time is to um, get great confidence from the mountain that we've conquered and at the same time uh, see with excitement uh, the journey and the new uh, phase that uh, lies ahead so in summary really i think uh, it, digital transformation uh, using technology data and all the tools uh, that the tech world presents us is a very very exciting opportunity for change a uh, great opportunity for businesses to serve consumers better to serve customers better and to impact organization wide change so that we can benefit uh, for the larger good of our consumers customers and uh, especially in a unilever like context uh, really the benefit of all our multiple stakeholders so that's uh, it from me really thank you very much for your attention and time uh, and wish you uh, a safe uh, and restful time in uh, at uh, the next uh, few weeks uh, months of what is likely to be an uncertain period to come and more importantly a great transformational journey for whether it's yourself or your companies uh, that lies ahead thank you very much thank you rahul for your insights and advice on delivering the promise around digital transformation next up is our cdo forum with maria vilar from sap leno maris from royal friesland campina and chris nerve from synity as these cdo share their perspective in the new world 